Someone tell the boys they're not important anymore. Welcome to everyone. My name is Liz Walker. I'm Rachel Flynn. Um, and we are fangirls. Yes. And we are also fangirls. And we are also fangirls. We're going to tell you what that means a hundred percent later this month, what it means to be a fangirl and what that's been like for us and for frankly those around us mm-hmm. we're going to do some fun deep dives into fanning wow lady but in the interim we thought it would be really fun to make sure that you don't miss anything in the realms of fan or lady mm-hmm. so we're going to do these little mini episodelets where we give you the fan news of the day so this is an exhaustive list right yep of- of everything that's happened that fans of anything could care about. So if we don't talk about it in the next few minutes, it actually isn't happening and you don't even need to worry about it. I would say it's non-canonical in terms of fan news if we don't yeah. discuss oh, it. For sure. Yeah. Anything that isn't mentioned here is by definition non-canonical. Yeah. 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 Um, and you shouldn't trust that. I, I don't think it's no. just a d- deep distrust for that. So this is where we give you the fan news of the day. And what have what have we decided to call it, Liz Wasser? <laughs> we have discussed. the idea. I'm very excited about this. We decided to call it fanfic. Fanfic. I paused for effect and also because I'm clapping for myself a little bit in my head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm clapping for you too. And I'm also wondering, like, do we spell it out on the website or do you think people get it that it's like fanfics? Well, but it's also the f- fanfics. I think maybe we do a, a C slash X situation. I thought you were, I thought you meant if the people listening got it. And I'm like, well, if they didn't get it by my pause. And I'm thinking maybe the people who didn't get it by your pause, maybe they're not for us. Maybe we're not for them. Maybe we're not for them. We're for everybody, but also maybe not that person. Not that person. That yeah, 100%. Person. Uh, you know what? Leave us comments on the platform that you're listening to this on. Did you get it? Did you uh, get it? Did Do you think we got it both together or separately? How do you think it's going? How do no? you think it's going? Would I think know. be question number two for sure. Yeah. So anyway, we're going to jump right into the fan fix of the day. Here is your top line news as long as you're specifically the two of us. <laughs> <laughs> um, number one, the MacArthur Genius Fellowship Awards. Fellowship, right? The MacArthur yes, Genius yes. Grant was granted today to, I think it's 21 grantees who get just like a ton of money for being very cool in their field. That's the official Wikipedia version that I'm, again, not looking up. An exhaustive set, uh, uh, you know, just set of information on each of these things provided that exhaustive doesn't entail me having to Google anything. Right. It's the, the VCF, the very cool in field. The very um, cool in field. A very cool thing happened in fan news today, which is one of the grantees this year is the incredible author N.K. Jemison. Liz, uh, take it away. I just, so N.K. Jemison, I'm actually, she's just, if you haven't read her stuff, please pick up the closest download, the closest thing to you. Download the Broken Earth series. I'm currently uh, making my way through the 100,000 Kingdoms. She is just such an extraordinary fantasy writer. Her world building is kind of unlike anyone else I've read. She is a woman of color. She talks about structural racism in a way that seems just really kind of, um, it flows kind of seamlessly into the plots of these like elaborate fantasy worlds. Without- yeah, the world building is un- is unparalleled. It's, it's incredible. It's just fantastic. And it's, it's also very queer. Gonna throw that Very queer. Very, very queer. queer. Gonna be a through um, line here on fanfics. Yeah, uh, that's another preview. 
And it's you know, also, um, I, I, I burst out into tears today when my best friend, who isn't Rachel, texted me and said N.K. Jemison was just awarded the MacArthur Genius Grant because I was so relieved that such a spectacular writer and person who has brought me so much joy got something good. Yeah, 100%. I think that people are looking for good news, and that's always a nice thing for fanfics with an X. But that's, to me, that's an underpinning of fandom, especially, no, just general fandom, which is something that you find remarkably special getting like broader acclaim is one of Mm. these magic moments in in fandom. Broken Earth series, fittingly for the name Broke Me, it just into two pieces. I also dig how insistent N.K. Jemisin is online about placing the work within a broader context very specifically not listed as a fantasy writer on the MacArthur Mm -hmm. website listed as a speculative fiction writer I also have seen these beautiful threads online discussing the differences between Afrofuturist work and Afrofuturism which I think is something that she does not necessarily ascribe to and and I think there's something so incredible about someone taking the context of their work as seriously as the work itself. I think that's really, really thrilling, especially for a voice like that. So fangirl out the wazoo for that MacArthur grant today, because also it's just free money. You don't have to do anything with it. You just get it because you're a genius. And it's honestly like, thank you money, which is so cool. It's like on behalf of humanity, thanks for this. It's not like looking forward to seeing what you do with this money in a year. It's saying like, we're, we already know you're doing cool things. Here's some really good cash. It's like half a million dollars, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's more money that it's more than $50. So it's more money than I'll ever see. Sure. (laughs) You'll ever see. (laughs) Lord Manani on her podcast over here. I don't know what comes after 50. It fell through a hole in my pocket. It's a lot of money. And it's, you know, I mean, America is, of course, notorious for rewarding their artists and their artistic yeah very Um, good at it very 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 good at it so it's just really lovely lovely to see in here especially now it's just kind of this bright light and I'm so excited that's another thing is sometimes when people discover something that I'm kind of a fan of and it becomes kind of broader like like this kind of broader cultural kind of sharing yeah I, I get envious not quite gatekeeping, but like, oh, this was my my thing. Certainly, I felt like that with Benedict Cumberbatch, but with well, NK that's Jemison, a different. Listen, I get that. It's a different. Like, yeah, that's a whole. That's a whole different thing. But it's it's. I can't. I should wait say. To can I say? Her. I don't get that. And we'll talk. I'm certain at some point in the broader podcast, we will talk about Benedict Cumberbatch because I don't. <laughs> it fits the mold, but I don't get it. But I can empathize with the the we can call it horniness right for oh yeah that's like that's within the realm for you absolutely horniness that I can't even necessarily place where it's coming from in my body yeah and that's okay and that's okay fandom where's it coming from my body don't worry about it yeah don't worry about it it's all cool so NK Jemison we are so excited about right at this very moment and glad that She's getting the money for nothing and and praise the Lord, the chicks for free. We're excited about it. Hey, speaking of horniness, Liz Wasser, my favorite fan news of the day is there was, and I'm not looking it up to see whether or not it was a press release or a leak or something casting related. Not going to look it up. But hey, everyone who loves Lord of the Rings. (laughs) 
Let's actually give you a, a headline, yeah? Yeah. A headline from the Mary Sue, who I'm sure we'll talk about plenty, um, plenty in the episodes to come. Is Amazon giving us a horny Lord of the Rings series? <laughs> there is a uh, Amazon filming the new Lord of the Rings series in New Zealand. Uh, okay, now I am reading, and it seems like there's a casting call that was spotted by Lord of the Rings fans. I love uh, fans are such Sherlock's, right? We're just like we yes. we sound those casting thing, and uh, they're such Cumberbatches. Yeah, we're yeah. such Cumberbatches. <laughs> but the the casting call requests comfortability with nudity, and so people are speculating on the idea that Lord of the Rings on TV, to put it succinctly, fucks. Right? Yeah. yeah. Which is my, I love that you went speaking of horniness because I was going to go speaking of fellowships and yours was so much better. Yeah. I don't know if it's like a Mercury retrograde thing. I don't know what it is, but I'm stuck here astrologically and emotionally. Yeah. Um, from the, we, we speak from a very um, thirsty place. Um, <laughs> that's how sip our bourbon on muted FaceTime. Yep. Yeah. No, I, it's funny because I think to fans, specifically lady fans, um, Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings has always fucked. Always. Um, oh. And it's just really interesting because it, you know, Tolkien and Lord of the Rings and Tolkien material is very, very chaste. And we'll talk, um, more about... I think we can even call it sexless, right? It's not even chase. Like, there's not a decided with uh, like withdrawal was the verb I was going to use there. Not great, Liz. <laughs> like, there's not a decided like concerted effort to stay away from sex sexiness. There's just a vacuum of sexiness. Yeah, there's just nothing Earth. there. There's a hundred pages Everyone of the Shire buzz. and not one. Yeah, there are a couple yeah. of really kind of friendly kind of jovial bath scenes and that's about as close as you get and they're in separate tubs so uh it's really truly that's not great that bums me out yeah it's it was not in the movie um it might be in the series <laughs> the the tub scene the tub i can't scene. believe they cut the pivotal tub scene who's in the separate tubs is it hobbits it's hobbits in the separate tubs of course <laughs> It's always so there's the separate tubs. hobbit tubs yeah like they're 1950s screwball comedy movie couples yeah but like there's five of them because there was one hobbit we didn't <laughs> we said that we wouldn't go into background there was one hobbit in the book that didn't make it onto the quest because he was too lil but um he was too small but... too too wee like too teensy too weensy well too t- well i guess too young but i guess um he would probably he's a hobbit still um what's his name is and before you tell me can i make one up absolutely oh was it just like Oh, this is bad. This is bad improv. I should just yes and my first thought, but my first thought didn't seem cute enough. But is it like fringy banger? You know what I mean? Fringy banger. Is it fringy banger? It is fringy. It's fringy banger hat on hill hat on hook ceiling fan. Now I'm just saying things I see. Yeah, uh, honestly, this is I think we're doing really by the time theater comes back, our improv skills are gonna be so honed. <laughs> Just from these little, these little discussions. And I really, I think that that's, I'm thankful for it. I'll drink to it. I will drink to our improv skills. I can't believe we wandered away from sex. We were just supposed to be talking about sex and instead we went elsewhere. (laughs) We went to ceiling fans, hat on hook. What was yours? Fringy bangs? Fringy bangers. Bangers. Fringy bangers. Fringy bangers. The littlest hobbit. The littlest hobbit. Great fanfic. So speaking of fanfics. 
So the <laughs> Hobbit, the Hobbit has always. I actually think that the Hobbit movie was a lot sexier than the um than the original trilogy, just by virtue of having Lee Pace. But um, it did have Lee Pace. Well, but it also had what's your face, who I find endlessly sexy oh evangeline lily mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and do, do you know how i knew who you were talking about immediately because she's the only woman only woman only and woman. is that a problem yes it is that's the problem yeah for sure i'm still so mad at tolkien but also tolkien doesn't care here's my thing i think if you're gonna have so few women i want the thing to be so homoerotic that it just punches you in the face yeah oh you yeah know? and especially during at the time it was written i just think of that as such a homoerotic period partially because i think it was written around the same time as wherever i mentally historically place a separate piece (laughs) (laughs) and is that the same time period i don't know am i gonna look it up no but like pretty gay right so So the fact that there are no women and there's no like yearning like gay yearning feels like Mm -hmm. such a a failure to me well, and I think that that's really interesting, and we're certainly going to talk about this a lot um, in the podcast. About in, gay yearning? About gay yearning. I think that's going to be a real central theme, and I think that... <laughs> I think that, Without a doubt. Well, because fan fiction comes from filling some sort of need that you want from the source material. Like, how yes. how is the... How is the supplemental material giving you what you want? And for Lord yep. of the Rings, it was often sex and lots of it and gay sex and the yep. pairings my god the pairings they yeah the pairings my god well we were talking earlier today because i'm almost never not talking about it the marvel fandom similar deal a lot of the captain america bucky barnes pairing online has such a following partially because even many of the filmmakers have said like this is not a canonical pairing but it's also not not a canonical pairing mm-hmm. there's like love between these two dudes that was never really fulfilled obviously in the movie but as a result there's this huge outpouring of people going well I but I want it so I must make right. it right I think that was a similar thing that also kind of didn't come to fruition in the new Star Wars films because people were like oh no 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 because no. like Finn and and Poe um very, and from like very, the very beginning, everyone was like, "Yeah, but like, look at, yeah, I want, I want this thing, I want this thing," and it dominated the fandom for a while. Yeah. Um, well, and I then, also feel like yeah. all of the central characters in the latest Star Wars, uh, bisexual kings and queens, and and assorted royalty. Mm-hmm. Bisexual kings and queens. Well, I mean that. I mean, if that isn't a segment in the podcast, <laughs> so to to loop us back. Amazon's new series of The Lord of the Rings may or may not have sexiness, which would be exciting because A, Liz and I are hornballs, and B, it would be an interesting departure from canonical Lord of the Rings stuff, which is not nothing, you know, 80 years into the fandom. So I, again, don't know when it was written and don't understand years and dates anymore. Well, it's. I also think of it as a really homoerotic time because it was World War One. Very was a yeah yep. was a a veteran and a lot of like just really strong male friendships. Just yeah, really just yeah, lots of lots of love, lots. And he was you know very very Catholic and a very devout Catholic. I would never dream of canonically writing it but subtextually i think there is a strong argument for the fact that for for gay yearning for gay 
yearning. 100%. So, okay, that's our gay yearning segment of the day. I think we should have one every time we do a fanfic because we will never run Welcome out to Gay Yearning with Liz and Rachel. This next thing, I have no good segue, but I did want to throw it in there for all the fans listening who are sportier fans um, than either of us, I would say. I Because I, I'm, I'm a sports fan dabbler, but there are people who know the stats. And Liz, I don't know the stats. But as we're speaking, the Yankees are in postseason baseball. And a thing that happened, I should look up any names, is that which the, is the thing that I knew, by the way, that you, um, you knew baseball was uh-huh. happening. This is not something I learned 10 minutes ago. Definitely not something you learned 10 minutes ago. Yankees, pitcher. we're also we're fans of fans here. We should say, I mean, we're going to be saying that a lot. We love fans. Our doors are open. And I am a huge fan of Rachel being a sports fan yeah you like it about me is it i do it's like because it's unexpected what do you like about me liking sports and I, is that too gay yearning oh is that gay yearning is it gay yearning <laughs> i mean it's i mean listen it's a it's an onion no i i think it's because you just so genuinely commit yourself to the stakes of of sports which is something that i have never really been able to i do have a good sports documentary but that has like you know back scoring and stuff um and editing i mean i have i have seen you cry at sports oh. and it's just it's just it's such an amazing endearing quality I think. And more people can benefit. You all want to cry at sports. I see you watching it. You all want to let the tears out. So yeah. Really... So let them, you know, let them, let them flow, baby. I cry at everything in fairness, but yeah, the stakes are the whole thing. I love it. I will spend lots and lots of drunk time talking to people about how I think sports is some of my favorite theater. I know I'm not the first person to say that everyone no, talks about it. Um, we're the first likes... person. I am. <laughs> ever say to ever suggest that there is a theatrical element to sports yeah a hundred I mean it's just me it's me and I think Ken Burns probably touched upon it in the 15 hour baseball documentary no I'm a big big fan for stories like tonight it is postseason baseball the Yankees are doing better than expected is their second game against the Rays and the gentleman who was their starting pitcher tonight who in fairness I don't think I'm not really checking the game I don't think is doing like amazingly he's 21 years old he's their starting pitcher tonight mm. and uh, he is the youngest Yankee in to pitch in postseason history that's so cool that is a cool little buddy thing he is like Philbin Baggins what did I say the tiniest hobbit was <laughs> bangy oh fringy fringy fringe, fringy banging, fringy banging. Um, yeah, yeah. That's who he is, right? So all of a sudden, pitching. yeah, but pitching exactly, exactly right. And I think that's a cool fan news thing. It's the most important thing happening in sports for sure. Even though I'm reasonably certain there's an NBA final tonight, <laughs> it's certainly the only thing that I know about sports right now. And I think it's great because, as someone who was also at the top of her physical and athletic prowess at 21 when I was doing similarly impressive things I think I find this really relatable yeah but also I feel like I something a fact that I made up to Rachel before was I feel like baseball players are like old like in my mind they're all Babe Ruth and like smoking a cigar and you know in their 50s so (laughs) wait as a follow-up do you know which one was Babe Ruth Babe Ruth is the one from Sandlot um okay Sure, we'll accept it. Alex will accept it as an answer for sure. For sure. I do also think that's the tough thing, right? Like definitely compared to like gymnasts on the older side. They can go for a while. The reason you said you knew that, which I found really adorable and wonderful, is because you started watching, was it Derek Jeter? 
at 19? Yeah. Yeah. So there was a time I was telling Rachel, there was a time that I knew the entire Yankee lineup, like the starting lineup. Yeah, it's called the lineup. You're you're still there. It's like riding the Um, bike, Liz Wasser. Yeah, that I'm back on, baby. I'm pedaling towards Derek Jeter because (laughs) my poor retired man, get out of the way. (laughs) Run. (laughs) He um (laughs) he started, I guess I knew that he was 19 when he started. My parents are from Queens. Both my parents are from Queens. So they grew up in Mets houses. And my dad was tired of taking us to losing baseball games. So he started taking us to Yankee games just so my brother and I could see someone win a baseball game. And I saw Derek Jeter and, and that was it. I loved baseball. Yeah. I I was an athlete. Yeah. Yeah, I was an athlete. And I was an athlete. I also like, I love in a league of their own with like a burning passion. Oh, hell yeah. Um, Sports movies. Uh, the best, possibly my what's it called? Starter drug? What's it called? Gateway <laughs> drug? Gateway drug? <laughs> Starter drug? Oh god, it's been such a long quarantine. My gateway drug was for sure sports movies, for sure. Yeah. Of course, mine was Cool yeah. Runnings. Oh, absolutely. And not Field of Dreams. Topic, cutting edge. The cutting edge. Oh, that's a good one. I do. I, you know, baseball movies, though, I love Field of Dreams, too. There is something that is kind of like mythological about baseball. There's so it's much definitely. Myth. And it's also my dad's favorite movie is Field of Dreams. Hey. So and the painted ponies go round and round. And the painted ponies go up and down. I should also, I, I would like to issue a, what's it called? When you make a mistake. A mea and culpa. Then you're a mea culpa. I meant like. <laughs> An apology? Did you mean an apology? Like a newspaper, <laughs> but also a or a retraction. Up. You wanted a retraction. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Mia Culpa is, by the way, my drag name. Yes, hundred percent. Your drag name. So I, I said that it was called in a league of their own. It's a league of their yeah, own. There's no preposition at all. Yeah, and that's okay. There's no preposition. Here's my thing. I don't think people were confused I think there were probably a few people who were snooty and if you're listening you know who you are but was anyone confused no and that's why grammar is like an amorphous shifting cultural like non-touchstone right and so I celebrate you changing the name of the movie because who's to say you were wrong not me not anybody certainly not Gary Marshall certainly is that Oh, I don't know. I just remember. Oh, we're going to cut that. We haven't even started recording yet. It's fine. This is all. Where am I? Um, um, so congratulations to that 21-year-old Yankee. Who mazel. Is, mazel. Who, who is, it turns out, possibly even just a little younger than Liz and myself. Slightly younger. We are both. You can't see us, but we are both very young. Very young. Oh, unbelievably young. And spry. A thing about us, I think, that's important. Because a lot of people haven't seen us, I would argue, since the beginning of quarantine is how well it's treated us physically. Like, I think we're both. Oh, yeah. I think a lot of people would be surprised, you know, like she's all that transformation surprised. Yeah. Like wherever we walk, it's slightly in slow motion. And and you know what? Also, the best way to describe a really young person is spry. (laughs) It's definitely something that you use to describe actual young people and not when your grandma is going to underwater, not underwater yoga, but just water yoga. They don't do underwater. Underwater yoga would be quite. Grandma is a badass. Grandma's an amphibian. Um, Grandma's an amphibian is a great Marvel comic. It's not. It's an R.L. Stein book. 
Um, it is an R.L. Stein book. We should have an R.L. Stein conversation at some point. Other than this one, I mean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A longer one because there are literally 7,000 books. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so many. Absolutely. I would I lo- I would love an R.L. Stein app. Perfect. 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 I think we should wrap it up because this is becoming the length of an actual episode. So as every week, and we could change this, but uh, as every week, we are going to finish things up today with our wrap up zaddy of the week. And we're not even going to explain to you what that is. You just get it from context clues, everyone. Uh, listen to the show if you want more on Zaddies. We're f- this will not be the hear- last you hear of Zaddies. But in the interim, we're going to do our competing Zaddy of the Week. Liz Wasser, who's your Zaddy this week? My Zaddy of the Week, you know, I have I always have my standard. I have my, you know, my Captain Von Trapp, who I believe is like the Pangea of Zaddies. I think all Zaddies come from Captain Von Trapp. I um I also, you know, I have my Gary Oldman, but if we're gonna go like in the news, like Zaddy's in the news, mm-hmm. like I have to I have to go Fauci. It's not a kind of revelatory choice. Okay. That's um fine. considering his age and presence. It's something about it's the it's the raspiness of the voice. It's the glasses. It's having a tailored suit. It's being the only adult in the room who really just like wants what's best for you. And I know that people are probably, well, you know, Brad Pitt played Fauci on SNL. So like, of course you would think that, but I would argue hot take that actually that's a downgrade from actual Fauci. (laughs) Brad Pitt is like, I mean, he's like the sheet cake of hot, like everyone like wants a sheet cake, but sometimes you just (laughs) want a fucking babka. And I think that (laughs) Fauci is the babka of zaddies. The Bopka of Zaddies. And yes, you can quote me on that. Yes, we will have merch. I also think that's Bobka Fauci or Fauci Bobka also sounds like the littlest hobbit. <laughs> Don't you think so? Like, oh, the brandy yeah, wines. Oh, the Bobka Fauci's. Like, I think it's. It's not wrong. I mean, you can say it's not right, but I don't think you can say it's not wrong. No, I think I even hear I, like the warbly, like it's the Bobka Fauci's of Underhill. I don't, I don't, I don't love that, but I respect it. That's what the animated. I remember because like. the guy singing the Frodo song had a very slight. I'll never forget this because it freaked me out. It was a style of animation that lives very deep in my, the bad part of my dream brain, along with like the Felix the Cat animations that just freaked me out but the guy had a slight rl speech impediment which was problematic for a character named frodo i'll never forget that it was photo of the nine fingers and the wing of doom no no disrespect meant my twin sister had an rl speech impediment at the time and i found that to be a very resonant thing to listen to but it freaked me the hell out see i can't get past where there's a whip there's a way that's the only thing nor should aside from that yeah nor should i and something that i still take to heart Hey, Rachel, who is your Zaddy of the Week? I'm glad you asked, Liz. My Zaddy of the Week is actually really immediate for, I think we're releasing this fairly soon. This afternoon, Eddie Van Halen passed away. Much, much too young. 65 from cancer and a common theme you'll hear on this show is truly, truly with all our hearts, fuck cancer. Eddie Van Halen, Mm -hmm. who Reuters refers to in the headline obituary as a guitar god, which is um, just about all there is to it. Just the coolest, most badass 
gentleman in a band named after himself and i think that is worthy of being the zaddy of the week played a lot with his son wolf um in later years which i think is badass uh played the iconic solo on on beat it on michael jackson's beat it read some just amazing stories of uh, very cool stories about him as a human today so we'll for sure get sued if we use the music but i'm gonna i'm gonna finish things out and say that my zaddy of the week is eddie van halen yeah, I love that. See, we didn't tell we didn't tell each other. It was so surprises. that is actually it was that was really, really lovely. Yeah, he's my I guess if we're doing honorable mentions, I would love to honorable mention. Amazing. <laughs> cool, cool. Yeah, I didn't mean to undermine love things him. with seriousness, but like it's Van Halen Day bitches you know yeah i think oh no absolutely we're drinking whiskey as we do it which i think is also kind of yeah for sure for sure but toasting with my whiskey to one of the the greatest guitarists of the 20th century you know hell yeah Yeah. eddie van halen so that is as we covered before all of the news that you need as a fan of anything today so if we didn't bring it up once again it did not happen thanks for joining us we're really really looking forward in all seriousness to introducing you to fangirl which will be a deep dive into fandom what it means who gets to be a fan what it what it is to be a fan in 2020 and as well as talking about all the things that made us fans in the first place we're looking forward to sharing those full episodes with you soon but in the interim thank you for listening and let us know if there's any specific fan news that you want us to jump into over these little episode lits over the next couple of weeks episodes right they're little mini guys i like them yeah little mini guys little little hobbits little fangy it's never gonna be the same twice yeah little thingy french things and i